What's up, guys? In this episode, we're going to recap the next round of the eight-man state tournament, as well as preview the next round. And then we're going to get into some college football, what went down, and the next round of the college football playoff rankings. And we're going to talk about this week in the NBA, who's looking good, who's looking bad. And then we're going to do our regular NFL schedule with our with our uh, week review and then our pick em. Hey guys, welcome to BNG in the morning. As always, I'm Gavin. I'm here with my co-host Brett, and uh, welcome into BNG in the morning. And today we're just going to be, you know, kind of doing what we do every time. We're just going to hop right into um, eight-man recap. So we had the district quarterfinals last week. Um, just kind of going through quickly through the scores. Osceola falls to Drexel. Rich Hill falls to Jasper. Archie beats Appleton City. Lockwood beats Liberal. DeKalb falls to Bishop LeBlonde. Pattonsburg falls to Bramer. King City smokes St. Joe Christian. Uh, Southwest Livingston falls to Oric. Uh, Schuyler County forfeits to North Shelby. Northwest Hughesville beats Norburn. Santa Fe falls to Knox County. Concordia falls to St. Paul Lutheran. Mound City loses to Worth County. Stanbury smokes South Holt. North Andrew loses in a surprising matchup, 70-34, to 34, um, to Platte Valley. And East Atchison um, gives a goose egg to Rockport and beats them 50-0. to zero. Um, Just kind of going through these games that um, we're familiar with, um, we, we kind of knew Mound City was going to lose to Worth County. Worth County has been our pick um, for, uh, as the state champions for quite a while. Um Stanberry also smoked South Holt, which I did not expect. Did you expect that? Yeah, I picked them. I picked them to win. I'm not sure that I would have said they were going to lose or win by 40, but I think Stanberry got pretty unlucky with their last stretch of games. They played three really solid teams, and I think now they're kind of out to prove something like, you know, we're not as bad as the record shows, but unfortunately they're going to have a tough uh, matchup next week when they go play Worth County. But – yeah, I mean, we're going to go ahead and see if this uh, team can gel back together. Um, obviously, they, they've had some issues, and so we're going we're gonna to see if this team can, you know, get the chemistry back and go, at, go into Worth County and beat them. Um, another surprise, I did not expect pa- Platte Valley to go ahead and beat North Andrews 70-34. to 34. Yeah, that was another game that I did not see. I think Platte Valley was probably the favorite to win that just by the 2C versus 7, but – I mean, 70 to 34, that's that's a big uh, gap. And North Andrew, they're, they're 17, but they're, they're not a bad team. And I expected this game to be a little bit more evenly matched. Um, but Platte Valley's playing some really good football right now. And I think, I mean, they're kind of one of those teams where people didn't really see, uh, they see them being this good, especially with their history of not being that competitive. And they're playing good football right now. Absolutely. Um, East Atchison beats Rockport 50 to zero. I mean, we kind of expected this just based on the seeds. Um, look, going ahead and looking at this Friday's matchups, um, some interesting ones. We're going to have, um, Drexel and Jasper go ahead and go against each other. Um, on that one, I'm going to pick Drexel personally, just, um, the record they're undefeated number one seed. 
Yeah, I see Drexel winning this too. They they've had success against those Southern eight man teams, and I think it continues here. Um, Archie Lockwood. I'm gonna go ahead and go with Archie. They've only won, lost one game, and that was to Drexel. So I'm gonna go ahead and go Archie. Yeah, I'm gonna pick Archie as well. They kind of they kind of smoked Appleton City. So and Jasper, they got a pretty good win too. But Archie put up 65. So I think their offense is gonna be pretty pretty good here and lead them to a win. Alrighty, and then Bishop LeBlanc and Bramer. I'm going Bishop LeBlanc. They've played great football. Um, they're number one in this district, so I'm going to go Bishop LeBlanc. Yeah, I'm going to have to pick Bishop LeBlanc as well. Bramer's even with the with their first round win, they're still four and five against Bishop LeBlanc's nine and one. I just don't think they're going to really compete that well here. I think LeBlanc gets the win. And then King City Oric, um, both have two losses. King City's losses are just a bit more. Uh, bit more respected so i'm gonna go ahead and go with king city on this one yeah we i think king city's going all the way to the finals so i've uh, got to pick king city here obviously all righty north shelby and northwest hughesville um obviously i'm gonna go with north shelby i mean they have been playing great they're 10 and 0 i'm gonna go with them plus they've had two weeks off of rest um since Skyler county forfeited yeah north shelby they're 10 and 0 one of three undefeated teams on this bracket. I think I think they go ahead and uh, they win this one. Alrighty, then we have Knox County and St. Paul Lutheran. Um, this is kind of kind of an even matchup. I'm gonna go ahead and go Knox County. They've been playing great football and they're just they're seated above St. Paul Lutheran. Yeah, this is I think probably on the bracket one of the more competitive ones. I don't think it's the most exciting one. We'll go ahead and get into that one later on, but. Uh, I think I'm going to have to roll with Knox County as well. They're one of the – I hear a lot of good things about them. I think they're I think they're going to play well in advance. All righty, and then I'm going to choose uh, between this Worth County-Stanberry game. Obviously, Stanberry fell to Worth County with a pretty hefty margin um, during the regular season. I'm going to go ahead and go Worth County. Um, they're my pick to win state. Um, so, yeah, I'm going Worth County on this one. Yeah, I have Worth County going all the way as well. Uh to the finals um yeah and like like you said they played Stanbury before it wasn't close I think that we might maybe get a closer matchup here since it's the tournament but I still think Worth County wins this by a solid margin all righty and then we're gonna go ahead and go into our last matchup um for a-man football Platte Valley versus East Atchison um obviously Platte Valley came up on top last Meeting. I'm going to go with East Atchison. I'm going to go ahead and go with the upset. I think East Atchison gets revenge, and um, they're going to face Worth County in the semifinals. Yeah, I, I think East Atchison. I'm, I'm going to pick them as well. I I don't know. Platte Valley, I, I think they got a little bit – I'm not going to say lucky because they played well enough to win, but I, I think that win – I don't think they're a better team than East Atchison. I think East Atchison is a better team, and I think they're going to go ahead and get the win this time. All righty. Um, so that's going to conclude our eight-man football. Um, and, yeah, we're just going to go ahead and hop right into college football with Brett. All right. And with eight-man out of the way, we can go ahead and just get right into the, this week in college football. So let's talk about uh, some games from this past week. The only uh, top 25 matchup was Texas A&M taking on Auburn. Texas A&M gets a fairly dominant win in that one, 20-3. Uh, to three, And Texas A&M, their QB – Zach Calzada, Calzada, I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name, but he went 15 for 29, 192 yards. Didn't really get too many uh, 
any other stats other than that. Did not throw a touchdown or an interception. Isaiah Spiller for Texas A&M, the running back, gets 21 carries for 112 yards. Um, they also had Devin Akane. I'm, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name either, um, but I think it's Akane. Throw, or gets 10 carries for 98 yards. That's a really good average of 9.8 yards per carry. Um, Isaiah Spiller had an average of 5.3 yards per carry, so the running backs had a lot of success. Auburn just could not get any sort of offense rolling. Their quarterback, Bo Nix, only had 153 passing yards and threw a pick. Um, Cartavius Bigsby, uh, the running back, th- uh, had 15 carries for 69 yards. Um, their leading receiver had 50 yards on four catches, so they just couldn't really get much moving in terms of the offense. And, yeah, Texas A&M, their defense gets a pretty dominant showing, uh, holding them to three points. Um, so with that out of the way, that was, like we said, the, like I said, that was the only uh, top 25 matchup. This week we have Oklahoma playing Baylor. That's a big matchup. Um, and Michigan versus Penn State. That's two top 25 teams that are looking to get back on track. There's Texas A&M facing off against Mississippi. That's 11 versus 12. And that's uh, – or actually, you know, there's one more. NC State versus Wake Forest, 13 versus 21. And that's it in terms of the the marquee matchups coming up. Uh, the updated playoff rankings. This is not the top four teams. This is the playoff rankings. So this is who the committee would have in the playoffs right now. Georgia stays at number one. Alabama stays at number two. Oregon is number three. Ohio State's number four. Cincinnati moves up to number five. And they, I mean, I don't know what Cincinnati can do at this point. I know they're not in a tough, a super tough uh, division or conference, I mean. But, I mean, they're 9-0. And same with Oklahoma. Oklahoma's also 9-0. They're number eight. They have three teams in here that are 8-1. and one. One's Alabama, but... That loss to Texas A&M, who in this ranking is number 11, I just don't see them how they're number two. I mean, we'll see how it work. We'll see how it shakes out at the start of the year. But man, I just I think Cincinnati should be in here. I mean, obviously they're not gonna they're playing they're not playing as good a competition as some of these other teams. But I mean, come on, like. They're nine and up. How much better? How much better can they do if they finish undefeated and they don't get in the top four? They definitely need to expand it to at least eight teams. Um, they need. Um, they can't have teams playing as good as they possibly can going undefeated and not making the playoffs. It's just that's just crazy to me. Um, but yeah, this is. There is a couple more, a few more weeks of the season, so a lot can happen. Cincinnati could go ahead and just lose, so and that'll be the end of their run. So that will be that will be interesting to see how they play. And that's that's about it for college football. We don't have a lot of time for it with uh, the other stuff we got going on. College basketball also started. We're not going to go ahead and talk about that here. We just I just want to highlight um, Amani Bates from uh, Memphis. He had a great showing. He is probably looking like the number one pick in this in next year's NBA draft if he were to declare for the draft, which you think he would if he's this good. I uh, just want to just wanted to highlight him, um, Coach K of Duke. This is his last season. He got a win in his first game coaching. We just wanted to highlight those couple of things right before we got into the NBA. And with the NBA going on, uh, another week is down and. Updated standings. The standings are starting to take shape in both.
both uh, or both conferences. The Eastern Conference, the Wizards are at the head of the or the top of the Eastern Conference with an eight and three record. The Bucks, they're still continuing to struggle five and six. Um, those are two big surprises. The Sixers are starting to play better. They're eight and four. The Heat, they're continuing to play well. And with the Heat, we need to talk about what happened with um, Markeith Morris and Joel Embiid, or not Joel Embiid, um, Nicole Jokic of the Denver Nuggets. Um, there was a hard foul that Morris committed on Jokic. Um, Jokic was dribbling the ball up, and Morris kind of came in and kind of shoulder checked him a little bit. It was at the end of the game, so emotions were riding high. The Heat were about to take a big loss, only their third of the season. Um, and Jokic responded by running up behind Morris and just launching his shoulder into him. And um, Morris actually missed the next game because he has whiplash. He's not playing tonight against the Lakers. Uh, with He's out with whiplash. And so, yeah, Jokic complete, completely um, went too far with it. I understand that Morris kind of overstepped or kind of uh, fouled him hard. But hard fouls happen in basketball. Um, you just you can't run up behind a guy and just throw your shoulder into him. That's just completely uncalled for, especially from the MVP of last season. He's aside from Luka Doncic, he's probably the face of basketball over in Europe. Him and Luka, those two guys are probably the face of basketball in Europe. And so for guys, for young kids to see this, it isn't really that. It's not a good look for him. It's just not a good look for the whole, whole Nuggets team as a whole. Uh, but. Uh, moving on to the Western Conference, the Warriors continue their hot streak. They are nine and one. They are playing amazing, and they still have Clay Thompson not even playing yet. But just want to give a quick shout out. We haven't given an actual like full shout out to a player yet, but the first BNG shout out is going to be to Jordan Poole, who is stepping in greatly for this Warriors team. He is a third year player, and he is he's. He's improved drastically every single year. He's currently averaging this season 18.2 points a game, shooting 45% from the field, 34% from three. You, you want to see that kind of go up a little bit, but it, I think it will. Uh, 2.7 rebounds, 3.5 assists, 1.4 steals a game. And Jordan Poole isn't a guy that gets a lot of uh, national coverage. Um, he was picked uh, with the 28th pick in the 2019 draft. He came out of Michigan, and he didn't have a lot of – uh, attention given to him, but he is really stepping up in this absence of Clay Thompson. He's looking to come back. Uh, it just came out today, actually, that he, uh, they're up. The Warriors are optimistic that he will come back before Christmas, which is really good if you're a Warriors fan, especially with this nine and one team. And, uh, and they're only going to get better. And you got to believe that this is a great news for the Warriors coaching staff, the Warriors team, the Warriors fans. Because if Clay Thompson is slow to come back and maybe he doesn't return even close to the same player, they have this Jordan Poole who is playing really good, uh, shooting 45% from the field. Um, his best season shooting was last season from the three, where he shot 35%, which isn't it's not bad, but you want to see it. You want to see it uh, go up as, as a guard. I think it will. I think he'll get that uh, raise that up a little bit. But yeah, just a quick shout out to Jordan Poole. He's playing really well. Uh, and helping out this Warriors team who's currently 9-1, and one, and they're not even fully healthy yet. So this Warriors team, I mean, they're playing great. And it's 10 games in. They've won five in a row, it's, and it's 10 games in. The standings are starting to take shape. Eventually, we got to say – we eventually, we have to say, well, it's not just beginning season. They're playing well early in the year. 
This team is legit. I'm not ready to say they're finals uh, contenders yet because I really don't think they are. I think teams like teams like the Jazz, the Suns, um, the just teams like that. Um, I think they're more likely to get a win or get in the finals uh, over the Warriors. Um, uh, but yeah, some other teams. The Jazz are number two at eight and three. They are my finals prediction. They are my te- prediction to finish first in the Western Conference this season. The Mavericks are kind of playing a little bit better than I thought they would as well. They're seven and three. They're on a three-game win streak. They're playing good. The Suns, after starting off one and three, they have won five in a row. They're six and three. They're starting to get back to that level they were playing at last year. The Grizzlies are playing great too. Another guy that's surprising me a little bit is John Morant. Obviously, he's a young stud. He's amazing, but he's really taken a step this season. He is averaging 26 points a game uh, on 48% shooting, 36% from the three-point line, five rebounds, seven assists a game. That that 26 points is a huge step from the 19.1 he averaged last year. He's shooting his. This is his best season shooting from the field and from the three-point line. Um, he's about average. He's about averaging the same amount of assists that he was his first two years. His steals are his steals are up about a half a steal per game. He's averaging 1.6 uh, so far when he averaged uh, 0.9 last year. His rebounds are up as well from 5.6 or to 5.6 from four that he averaged last season. So Jaw is really taking a leap. Um, I want to give a quick. Uh, I want to just go ahead and go over some quick the rest of the standings real quick. Uh, Mavericks, I said they're they're three, Suns four, Grizzlies five. Uh, the Clippers, there's they're six. They're going to take a step back with Kawhi Leonard out and probably not going to come back for the playoffs. Nuggets the same way. They're going to take a step back with Jamal Murray. He probably won't be back until the playoffs. And the Lakers, they're six and five. Um, they're they're the eight seed. They're kind of playing where I thought they would. Um, I really didn't. I really didn't have uh, high hopes for this team at all. The Lakers, uh, their eight seed right now. I had them finishing six, I believe. And so yeah, they're they're really not playing uh, too far below of where I thought they would. Gavin, on the other hand, he 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 had this team uh, finishing uh, first in the West, I believe. And they still have a lot of season left to play. This six and five team is playing without LeBron James, who is the best player of our generation. Um, so obviously that's going to make a difference. Um, and so, yeah, the trailblazers though, that's another surprise for me. They're sitting at the number 10 seed. And a large part of that is that Damian Lillard is not playing to the same level that we are used to seeing him. He's averaging 19.3 points a game and he's shooting 36% from the field, 25% from three. And that's, Oh man, that is not good for Damian Lillard. That is regression at its finest. I'm not saying he's getting old. Um, he's really not that old. He's 31 years old, so he's just reaching the end of his prime. He should. He, I mean, maybe he'll be dropping out a little bit, but he shouldn't be dropping out that much. He averaged 28.8 points a game last year. He's down to 19.3, like I said. And if he continues this, this will be his worst shooting percentage of his career or worst shooting season of his career. So, and the, 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 the trailblazers depend on him. He is currently, the, or he's the best player on the team. And yeah, I mean, they, they need him to step up if they want to get in the playoffs. CJ McCollum, their other star player, he's trying to fill that void. He's shooting 21% or uh, shooting tw- for scoring 21.3 points per game. He's shooting 42% from the field, 39% from three. 
but CJ McCollum's never been a guy who's gonna go out and uh, win you a game just all game long. He's not gonna he's not gonna facilitate the offense like Damian Lillard can. Damian, I mean McCollum has his clutch moments. Don't get me wrong, but but uh, Damian Lillard needs to be the guy to come in and win, uh, win games for this team, and it's just not happening right now. Um, some sad news, uh, injury-wise, Colin Sexton and um, Michael Porter Jr., they both are going to be out for the foreseeable future with injuries. Injuries are terrible. We've, it's already affecting the season this year with um, with Kawhi Leonard out. Couldn't think of his name there for a second. As well as Jamal Murray. We mentioned those two guys earlier, so the injuries are really – affecting this season already so it really stinks especially because Michael Porter Jr. just signed that big long extension he's trying to show the Nuggets that he was worth all that money and so so yeah I mean it's these injuries are a big problem and I, I don't know what the answer is because these these athletes today are they're more in shape and more athletic than perhaps they've ever been so it just really stinks to see guys like this get injured because especially with the trainers we have nowadays and um, they, they sit out more to make sure they're healthy. And so it's just it's just a real shame to see t- this, this type of thing happen. Uh, hopefully they both come back and they're, they play well because I, li- I like both those players, especially Michael Porter Jr. was really excited to watch him play in college and the injuries, hap- he had injury problems there as well. And so you really hope this isn't a, a recurring thing for Michael Porter Jr. because he had the injury problem in college, um, missed out his rookie season with an injury. And so, yeah, hopefully he comes back and he's better than ever and injuries just aren't ever a problem for him again. Obviously those day-to-day injuries or those one-to-two-week injuries aren't that big of a deal, but it sounds like he's going to be out for several weeks, maybe even a couple months. So, yeah, with that, we covered the the NBA and now it's time to get into the past week in the NFL. All righty, thank you, Brett, for that. Um, we're gonna go ahead and go right into the NFL. Um, just recap of last week, and then um, go ahead and do our pick 'em um, that we do every week. Yeah. Yeah. So this past week was week nine, and it started off with a Thursday night matchup between the Colts and the Jets. This game was, uh, I think it was a, with Mike White coming in and um, playing for the Jets, getting that win, his first start. This was this became a really intriguing matchup. Mike White, unfortunately, the legend himself, got hurt in this game, and, and his stats were seven for 11, 95 yards, a touchdown. He played well with the time he had, but Josh Johnson came in for the Jets, played well himself, 27 for 41, uh, th- 317 yards and three touchdowns. He did throw an interception. But the story of the game was how Josh, Jonathan Taylor exploded in this game for 172 yards and two touchdowns. Naheem Hines had a touchdown of his own. And the Colts get the win. And But I would have liked to see Mike White get to play this whole game because it was going to be interesting. He is returning next week, so but they're playing the Bills, unfortunately, so that's going to be tough. All righty, leading on our next team, the Raiders and the Giants. Um, Giants obviously coming off to a tough loss um, against the Chiefs. And they get, they pick up a win here, twenty three to sixteen. Um, Derek Carr went thirty for forty six with two hundred ninety six passing yards, um, one touchdown through two interceptions. Um, Josh Jacobs only gets thirteen carries here, 
and um, as um, as most of uh, our listeners know, Henry Ruggs um, dealing with his consequences of um, some not mature actions that he performed um, will no longer be playing for the Raiders, and I think they felt that here, um, kind of getting into this back in the swing of things and kind of getting that chemistry without him um, lined up. Yeah, he was their leading receiver, and yeah, he he he, he made a bad decision, and now he's not with the team anymore. So they're gonna have to lean more on Hunter Renfro, who is a really solid receiver himself, but doesn't really have that experience of being the wide receiver one. They did sign Deshaun Deshaun Jackson to kind of fill that role, but I don't think he's gonna be as impactful this late in his career. So the Raiders are gonna be in trouble, I think, especially in a tight AFC race, AFC West race, I should say. Definitely, definitely. And the next game was, I think, I think we could say this was an upset, even without Jameis Winston. Definitely, definitely. Falcons Saints, the Falcons get a two point win, twenty seven twenty five, and Matt Ryan has kind of a vintage Matt Ryan performance here, twenty three for thirty, three hundred forty three yards, two touchdowns, and this was without this was without um, Calvin Ridley. Uh, Cord- Cordero Patterson had to step up in this game, and he did. Six receptions for 126 yards. Russell Gage had seven receptions of his own. Um, and the Falcons receivers, in the absence of their of one of their best receivers, Calvin Ridley, probably their best receiver, they step up and they come up big and they get the win. Definitely, definitely. Going on to an absolute upset and one of the weirdest scores in football I've seen in a long time, the Jaguars beat the Bills 6-9. to nine. Yeah, this goes this goes to the kind of theme it's been all year, especially in the AFC. No team wants to establish himself as the number one team in the AFC. We thought it was the Bills for the longest time, and they just took a loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who hadn't won on American soil since week one of last season. Their only win this year was over in London. And, yeah, they, they take a loss here. And this opens up a lot of things. And I'm, I personally, as a Chiefs fan, I'm excited because the, the AFC is wide open for the taking now. The, the first round by is still is still not really locked up for any team. Any team that's even a team that's five and four now, like the Chiefs, they can sneak in and get that first round by with how teams are playing. Definitely. Um, go ahead and look at the next game. We have an AFC North matchup. The Browns go ahead and smoke the Bengals, forty-one to sixteen. I think this offense flourishes without Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, I mean Odell is. He's, he's Odell. That's really all you can say. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about him later on. But, yeah, I mean, the Browns hit their first game without him, 41-16 to on the Bengals. And the AFC North is another one of those divisions that's tight. The Ravens are had the best record in that division so far. But with their injuries on defense, you can't really say they're locked in that division either. So, I mean, the AFC especially, more, more so than the NFC, the AFC is so interesting right now. Absolutely. Um, Patriots go ahead and beat the Panthers. Mac Jones continuing his um his campaign for rookie of the year. Twelve for eighteen, one hundred thirty nine yards, one touchdown, one interception. And you know Mac Jones doesn't put up these big numbers, but he I mean he's doing the right things. Um, Bill Belichick really does trust Mac Jones, and uh, he gets the win here against the beat up Panthers team. Yeah, and Sam Donald is injured now. He's out for a couple weeks as well, so that's something to note for the Panthers. But yeah, good win for the Patriots. They're now five and four. And the Broncos go ahead and upset the Cowboys 30-16, to which I don't think anybody predicted. Teddy Bridgewater comes back, goes 19 for 28, 249 yards passing, and one touchdown. Yeah, I mean, 
this was this was crazy. I've been kind of crapping on the Broncos a whole year. Have not been thinking that their any of their wins have been legit. Got to give them their credit here. The Cowboys are a legit team, going to be in the playoffs. And yeah, the Broncos get a fourteen point win over them. So got to give them credit for. It. Definitely, um, Ravens and Vikings had an exciting game. I'll let you talk about this one. Yeah, I got to I got to see the end of this game. Well, part of the end of this game, I didn't get to watch overtime, unfortunately, but I saw the most exciting play of the game, probably I would say, and that was a, a, a contributor or a candidate, I should say, for defensive play of the year made by Anthony Barr in OT. This man. Uh, they're going for like a wheel route to their – the Ravens are going for a wheel route to their running back. Anthony Barr tips the ball up in the air to himself, and it gets the interception himself. It just didn't, it just didn't uh, correlate into a win, unfortunately. And the Ravens hit a game-winning field goal from Justin Tucker. Uh, Justin Tucker coming out for a field goal is about as automatic as Steph Curry wide open from three. So, um, yeah, the Ravens move to six and two, and they, they get a good win here. Yeah, um... Dolphins go ahead and beat the Texans. Um, not much to say here. Um, Tyrod Taylor goes 23 for 43 with 240 yards passing, throws three interceptions. Yeah, I mean, Tyrod, man, he I, – I, I like Tyrod Taylor. I think, he's a, I think he's a good veteran quarterback. But, yeah, this Dolphins team, they get a win. And they need one right now because they've been struggling all year. Alrighty, and the Chargers squeak by the Eagles, which could be surprising for some um, people. This Chargers offense is slowing down a lot. Um, but Justin Herbert does have a great game, 32 for 38, 356 yards passing with two touchdowns. Eckler has 17 carries for 59 yards, no touchdown. Yeah, he – Eckler normally is one of the uh, aside from like Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, Eckler is and sometimes Eckler is the biggest offensive guy for this team, and he was kind of neutralized in this game. Only fifty nine yards on seventeen carries, and he only had three catches for twenty three yards. But they got it from elsewhere. They got it from guys like Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, uh, two really good receivers. The three point win over the Eagles, though, isn't really that good of a showing especially when you got teams beating them pretty good division rival the chiefs beat them by 12 this chargers offense isn't looking as good as what it was in the beginning of the year and uh justin herbert's mvp uh candidate or odds are kind of going down with it absolutely and i'll i'll go ahead and let you uh take this next game away yeah chiefs play the packers uh before or after we recorded last week's episode um uh, Aaron Rodgers got COVID. He's unvaccinated, so he had no shot of playing in this game. Um, we're not going to get political. We're just going to tell you the facts. That was it. He he was he was uh, he was back unvaccinated, so he couldn't play in this game. He has to sit out, and he still he still not might play in this ne- in this next game either. But yeah, I picked the Packers to win this game, and if I would have known Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to play, I might have picked the Chiefs. But uh, the Chiefs, man, they they did what they had to do. They picked up. They traded for Melvin Ingram. This defense is looking a lot better because they're able to use Melvin Ingram on the edge. They can move Chris Jones back on the inside where he's good. But it's still left a lot on the table of uh, – I mean, there was times where – there were times where he – where it didn't look the greatest. And obviously on a backup quarterback like Jordan Love, you're going to look better than you really are because it was clear in this game that Jordan Love is a backup quarterback. He does not look ready to be a starter yet, which is scary for Packers fans for sure. 
Um, the defense still, they have yet to show up against anything but a bottom third QB. They will get to play, uh, they will get to play a pretty good QB in Derek Carr next week. It's clear this offense still needs a second receiver. Josh Gordon only gets one target this game. And uh, what I just want to wrap up real quick that the the first, this has been the, this has been the, the same thing for the uh, last two games. For the first drive, the first drive that's scripted by Andy Reid looks amazing. The Chiefs drive right on the field. This game they drove right on the field and scored. And then the offense kind of stalls. And uh, the only touchdown the, deep, the Chiefs defense allowed this game was to Alan Lazard, and that happened to be Dan Sorensen's man. Uh, what else is new? I don't. I still don't know why he's out on the field. Um, but yeah, that's about it for this game, for this Chiefs game. And that's a really good win. I said, I've been thinking, uh, in the past that these next two games, uh, or these three game stretch Packers, uh, Raiders, Cowboys, they need to win at least two. They'd be looking really good. And if they won three, that'd be amazing. They'd be look, going into their bio with a seven and four record. So yeah, this was a good first win. Even if it was against Jordan Love, a win is a win. So, um, and going into Cardinals 49ers, Cardinals go ahead and get that win. They get back on track after losing to the after after losing to the Packers. Yeah, um, definitely. Um, the Titans pick up a surprising win against the Rams. Obviously, Derrick Henry's out for the Titans. Offense doesn't matter. They put up 28 points against that new scary Rams defense. Um, obviously, it's not as I mean, Von Miller doesn't make as much as an impact as people thought. Well, Von, Von Miller was injured in this game. He didn't play. Oh, well. Yeah, he he was injured. Uh, I think he was looking to try and play, but he was injured. And really, the defense was not the problem here. I, I was able to watch this game, but Matt Stafford threw two picks. One was a pick six, and the other one was a looked like looked like he was watching too much Patrick Mahomes game film because he was getting spun around, about to be taken down. Tries to throw it, goes right to the defense, and it was in it was deep in their own territory too. It was like on the five yard line where it was intercepted. So the next play they scored. So take out those two plays. This is a pretty close game. Uh, the, the Rams offense basically gave the Titans two touchdowns. So um, we'll get a better look at how this Rams defense is with Von Miller next week. I think he's going to try and play. But yeah, this week uh, he was not able to play, and this is a great win for the. Titans defense or Titans team who I think a lot of people are kind of riding off without Derrick Henry, but they get a good win here. Definitely. Um going to the Monday night football game, the Steelers go ahead and beat the Bears. Um 29 to 27. Um Justin Fields goes 17 for 29 with 291 yards passing, a touchdown and an interception. And then we go ahead and look at um the Steelers. Big Ben goes 21 for 30, 205 yards passing with two touchdowns. And the Steelers the Steelers team played well. Um, obviously the Bears they have David Montgomery coming back, but they are three and six team, and the Steelers squeak by. Um, penalties were in the in favor of the Steelers, but you know if I'm not being biased, I watched that game and I just yeah there was a lot more penalties on the Bears, but it wasn't like they could go either way. It was just blatant penalties, and so I mean, I don't know. I think a lot of people are throwing a fit um, just because it was a close game and everyone hates the Steelers. But well, I that taunting is the one they get they get they're getting them for. Um, the taunting rule is 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 what it is. You can like it or you hate it. The taunting but, rule is there. And at the and, end of the day, you gotta follow it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you just gotta you just gotta know. Um, you just gotta know what the rules and. That was called on the Bears, that taunting. And 
the Bears, uh, that and they were, but the calls were bad both ways. There was calls where, where both where that both teams got away with, but the taunting rule is there. These players have got to know. And if you're getting up and you're staring down the sideline and you bump into the ref because you're staring down the other team's sideline, you're gonna you're gonna see that. And the ref people are saying the ref is uh, was already grabbing his flag and then he shoulder took the guy. I'm, I'm I'm what I'm pretty sure what happened was is the ref saw him staring down. And the rule is if you are tar- if you're targeting a specific player, like you can celebrate with your team. That's not that's not a problem. It's whenever you look at a player and you do something. That's when you throw the flag. The ref saw that he was going to grab his flag and then he bumped the ref. And people are going crazy about that. Um, the taunting rule is there, whether you like it or not. It's there. You got to be wary of it. Definitely. Um, yeah, and that's going to wrap up um, our recap for um, week nine of the NFL season. Going into week 10, we're just going to do a real quick pick them. Um, first game, Ravens versus Dolphins. Yeah, I have the Ravens winning this. They're playing really good, 6-2. and two. Dolphins aren't very good. I think they win. Yeah, um, obviously one of the top AFC teams. I'm going to go ahead and go with the Ravens. Next up, Saints and Titans. Um, I have the Titans winning this. I'd be this would be more of a toss up for me if the Saints had James Winston. They have Trevor Simeon playing right now, and I just don't think he's really that good. Titans beat the Rams last week, so um, Derrick Henry clearly is not yet. Anyway, they're not missing Derrick Henry that much yet. We'll see. But I think they go ahead and get this win against the Saints. Definitely, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Titans as well. Bills and Jets. Um, obviously, the Bills dropped the game to the Jaguars, but I do think they bounce back and win this, win this game against the Jets. Yeah, I said I'm going to go with the Saints at the end there. I meant Titans. But um, anyway, yeah, Bills, Jets. Um, Mike White is playing. He's he, Who knows? He might throw over 400 yards again, but I just don't see that happening. I'm going to go ahead and pick the safer option and go with the Bills. All righty, next game up, the Steelers and Lions. I'm going with the Steel Curtain. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Steelers, too. This, it, this might be a good game. The Lions haven't won yet, but they're in a lot of games. But I think the Steelers are going to go ahead and win. All righty, next game up after the win against the Bills, the Jaguars are going to play the Colts. Yeah, I don't think the Jags keep their success going. I think the Colts win this. I would agree. Um, Bucks um, versus the Washington football team. I'm going to go ahead and go with the Bucks. Yeah, I'm picking the Bucks as well. Um, I think they're a much better team. Um, Browns come in after a huge win against the Bengals. They're playing the Patriots. I think the Browns go ahead and get this game, but it will not be a blowout. Um, I picked the Patriots. Uh, I think Nick Chubb is still questionable. I'm not sure if he's playing or not, but I think the Patriots are going to go ahead and win this. Um, I think I think Bill Belichick is going to know the Browns are going to try and pressure the young QB Matt Jones, and Matt Jones is going to. He's gonna know. He's gonna know what to do. I think Bill Belichick's gonna prepare. These are two five and four teams. This is a really, really big game for that AFC wild card because I don't think either one of these teams are gonna win their division. So this is a really, really big game, and I think the Patriots are gonna win it. All righty. Next game up, we have the Falcons, the Cowboys. I, I'm gonna go with the Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys bounce back. They're gonna be hungry to get a win after that loss to the Broncos. I'm gonna roll with the Cowboys. Um, next up, Panthers at Cardinals. I think the Panthers are sorry. I think the Cardinals go ahead and win this game. Panthers are banged up. They do have Christian McCaffrey back, but the Cardinals take this game. Yeah, Panthers do have McCaffrey back, I believe, but their QB Sam Donald's out there going to have PJ Walker play. I think unless they just go for a long shot and bring back Cam Newton uh, to replace him, I <laughs> doubt that happens. Though I think the Cardinals go ahead and get this win. Next up, we have the Vikings and the Chargers, both great offenses. I'm going to go ahead and go with the Vikings here. 
I rolled the Chargers. This was a toss-up for me. I just don't see the Vikings walking in and uh, beating the beating the Chargers in L.A. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a hostile environment. I think the Chargers get the win. All righty. Um, next up is Seahawks and Packers. I think the Packers bounce back, and they go ahead and beat the Seahawks. This was tough for me because Rodgers being unvaccinated, he still might not be able to come back. Uh, the Seahawks, I believe, are getting Russ back. If, if he's not back, he's close to being back. Um so this is kind of hard to pick for me, uh, but I'm going to go ahead and just think that Rodgers is going to be back in time, so I'm going to go ahead and roll with the Packers. All righty, next up is the Eagles and the Broncos. Um, Broncos are playing well. I'm going to go ahead and go with the Broncos. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Broncos as well. Um, yeah, that winning over the Cowboys is great, so I'm going to roll with the Broncos to keep their momentum going. All righty, big divisional matchup here. The Chiefs go against the Raiders. I am going to go ahead and go pick the Chiefs. Um, I think the, it's going to take a while for the Raiders to gel back up into the offense that they were. Yeah, um, this is a huge divisional game. The Chiefs can really make up some ground, and I think maybe take that second-place spot back um, because they'll have the same record and they'll be tied, and the Chiefs have the tiebreaker. Um, bold prediction here. I'm going to pick the Chiefs, and I think at the end of the last the Packers game, Mahomes looked like Mahomes. He made a vintage Mahomes throw, rolling out to his right, making the throw to Tyree Kill to seal the game. I think this, I think that in this game will be known as the turning point for the Chiefs. They got back on track. I think this game, the Chiefs win by 10, 10 points plus. All righty, bold prediction from your from your guy Brett there. Um, going to the next game, Rams, Rams versus the 49ers. I think the Rams go ahead and bounce back and take this game. Yeah, they, they got kind of dominated with the Titans. Uh, I think the Rams will win this one as well. I think they bounced back. They got an MVP candidate in Matt Stafford. He's a, the last, last game was his only straight-up bad game. I think he will go ahead and bounce back as well. All righty, and I think that's going to go ahead and wrap up the episode. Um, thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. Um, go ahead and follow at BG in the morning on Instagram and Twitter. And, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. Brett, anything, any last words? Uh, no, other than just uh, thank you guys for tuning in and uh, thank you for uh, uh, cooperating with the schedule change. And we should be back on schedule next week. But if, we, if we're not, we will let you know. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Okay, sorry, guys. Just real quick. Uh, we just want to mention that we forgot that the MLB season uh, or MLB end of season awards, I should say, wouldn't be released until a few days after this, uh, after we recorded this. So we're going to push back the MLB season uh, till next week, uh, the MLB season interview till next week. Uh, we apologize for saying that it would be, be in this episode uh, without real, without thinking uh, again, we're sorry for that, but we promise we will have it in the next, in next week's episode uh, with that. Uh, thank you again for cooperating with the schedule change as well as um, the ML. We're going to have to push the MLB season back one more week. We'll have the World Series review. We'll have our thoughts on the MLB uh, award winners. And that'll be the MLB wrapped. We won't cover any more MLB news until there's some big splashes in free agency. Uh, so, yeah, once again, thank you for tuning in. We hope you'll tune in next week. And once again, thank you for uh, cooperating with us.